Today on The Topping Show, Oklahoma approves the country's very first public religious charter school. Bud Light sales continue to tank. Bud Light sells a brand back to its founders. Microsoft has an outage. Microsoft's Xbox changes their product logo. Apple reveals their Vision Pro headset. GM to invest in heavy trucks. Democrats call on drag queens to rally 2024 voters. And Spotify to lay off employees. All that and much, much more on The Topping Show. Thank you for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder released twice today. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me. That's that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can use a little assistance with your IT. Reach to the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Now, going on to the business part of the podcast, you have General Motors who invest in heavy trucks. They're planning to invest a little bit more than a billion dollars in two plants located in Michigan. The first $778 million is going to prep the Flint, Michigan assembly plant to build the heavy-duty gas and diesel trucks, with the $223 remaining million going to a Flint, Michigan metal center to support the construction of those trucks as well. Now, the company is admitting that it's a big source of their profits. In fact, in 2022, GM reported a 38% increase in heavy-duty pickup trucks, which correlated to about 228,000 trucks being made. Now, this at the same time as the company is promising to be 100% EV by 2035, a lot of folks are skeptical about that, partially because the profits are overwhelmingly from trucks and SUVs. If you look at General Motors' portfolio, there's a reason they don't like selling cars like the Chevy Cruze. The Chevy Cruze tends to lose money. It's usually what they consider a loss leader. Dealerships usually only make money from financing, accessories, and they just pray that you come back and you just buy an SUV, which has more profit than you could possibly count. Back when I had my little short experience in sales in the automotive industry, I remember Chevy Cruze, you, on average, the gross profit was negative, like $400. It was pretty bad before you had to have accessories, financing. Now, on the flip side, if you sold a truck or an SUV, so cruise is like negative four hundred dollars. Truck and SUV is like fifteen grand profit. So that's not that's not the revenue. That's profit on that vehicle. So there's a reason every automotive manufacturer makes a crossover SUV as well as a traditional pickup truck. That's where the money's at. That's why Americans value more. That's they usually last longer. And there are many reasons to invest in those things. But they're all pushing towards EV. But with the current technology we have, when it comes to heavy-duty trucks, overwhelmingly the best value is going to be a diesel or gasoline. For my IT company, Top Technologies, we do some IT recycle projects in which we'll recycle thousands of laptops, entire data centers, racks upon racks upon racks of server storage and networking. And if we were to buy a dedicated truck for that, so we actually move those materials, with the current technology, there's no way an EV would ever work. If you want something that's going to last a long time, and something that has a lot of torque, and you actually pull a trailer and actual load, right now it's going to be a diesel. Those engines last, it's, th it's very common to see them 300,000 plus miles, especially the older ones before they're bastardized with all the little add-ons that, while do help the environment actually hurt the actual reliability and longevity of the actual material, which I would also argue isn't that worse for the environment to have disposable cars. But 
That's just my two cents or three cents thanks to hyperinflation. Now, other interesting business news, you have Apple revealing their Vision Pro headset, which sounds pretty popular, sounds fancy. It's going to be for their augmented reality. And Tick, the CEO, Tim Cook, says it will introduce users to a, quote, spatle computing. I'm probably butchering that. S-P-A-T-I-L, spatial, which is a fancy way of saying that referencing tech that's controlled by users' eyes, hands, and voice. Now, get, I'm actually, this actually sounds like a bargain in terms of Apple pricing. Now, I thought, you know, given Apple, one would think it'd be a cost of a car, but it's, it's a steal at about $3,499 for this headset. Now, keep in mind, you also pay tax on that. So, in Texas, the, the sales tax is 8.25%. So, after Texas state tax, that's about $3,787.67. But wait, then you have to buy the Apple Care, I don't know what they call their fancy warranties. So if you drop it and you know breaks in half or a little grain of rice gets on the screen and cracks it in a million pieces, then you're presumably covered. So that's probably another $200, $300. So all in all, you're almost $4,000 in this piece of tech, which has been done before. Google Glass was about 10 years ago. At the time, that was much more revolutionary since the idea of augmented reality had been around since the 70s and they've been attempting it again and again and again. Will this actually be productive or entertainment? Where do they see this in the market? Time shall tell, but I mean, people who love Apple, they're gonna buy it. It doesn't matter what it is. It has the Apple logo on it, presumably. I only saw a couple screenshots of the product, but it'll be interesting to see if this is their next big thing, everything's a gamble. I mean, people laughed when they said they're gonna make iPhones and now that's their core product and that's where most of their profits, that's where most of their sales come from. And that's, they're almost known as being a phone company these days. Will they be known now as the augmented reality or the VR company to go to or the premium VR? Yeah, time shall tell, we'll see though. Now, on the downside of business news, you have Microsoft having an outage. So this is for the M365 or Microsoft 0365, Office 365, although I usually call it Microsoft Office 363. That's a pun or a joke because they're they're down. It, the, the cloud likes to rain every once in a while and people like to forget that, but it does happen. So you had email, Teams chat, and more completely just gone. If you're a business, that's kind of important. And most people using products work at the company so globally i guess it wasn't that big of a deal about eighteen thousand accounts apparently were affected were they not able to access anything and you may ask why doesn't this go into the business blunder section of the podcast since it is certainly a snafu but i really don't see this affecting their sales at all there's really not that many alternatives you have a couple big companies and a couple logos that i i know just from the IT company I own that we work with, where they're going G Suite and they use you know Google Documents, also known as Google Docs, and they have Gmail. But just look at the pie chart of how many companies, how many people rely on Microsoft as the core for all their IT, the foundation of the companies, is most companies out there, and there's not very many alternatives. So someone asked me yesterday, do you think it's going to increase or decrease their sales? I told them I don't think it will have any difference. Because again, overall the concept, the concept of Office 365 having it in the cloud, 
there's just so many overwhelming benefits, it outweighs the cost or the issues of when there are problems like this. So probably won't affect their pitches too much. Now, going on to the culture part of the podcast, you have Bud Light boycott increasing even more. So apparently this is costing their sales staff about $2,000 a month. And over Memorial Day weekend, now that we have that data, again, because all the data is a little bit delayed, you have the manufacturer, you have the distributor, then you have the bars or the restaurants or the actual, you know, grocery stores. So there's a little bit of a delay in the, some of the sales numbers and getting the numbers back to the headquarters. And the numbers we're seeing now is, is about 60% less this Memorial Day than last Memorial Day. And if you're a beer company, your Super Bowl, well, I guess the Super Bowl is their Super Bowl as well, but their big sales days are holidays. Think of 4th of July, people going outdoors, having beverages. And it is astonishing how much their sales continue to decrease. Again, their stocks lost 27 billion dollars in valuation since April 1st and they chose to do a partnership with Dill Mulvaney. That is perhaps the business blunder of the century in terms of not just stock loss but also sales loss as well and brand loss. Time shall tell to see if they actually pull out of that nosedive but I'm not too confident it's going to happen. They're actually starting to sell off some assets. So other interesting cultural point they, they made that decision to get into politics and it's already having a ripple effect on their business. They're selling some of their assets. So they actually sold back one of the beer companies to their founders. So this is a company by the name of Appalachian Mountain Brewery, founded back in 2011 by Kathan Kilschick and Chris Zieber. And they actually sold it to Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light's parent company, back in 2021. And it is a good thing that the cousins stayed involved and they kept working there. And they just reached an agreement to buy it back. Now, if Bud Light is making a lot of profits and they're doing well, they're not selling brands. They're not liquidating assets. Granted, I know this isn't the largest brand in their portfolio, but it's still a sign that it's starting to have real, even more effects on their businesses and their business as they're starting to shred brands. I mean, GM, General Motors, shredded about half their brands when they went through bankruptcy back in 2008. Rest in peace, Saab, which they acquired from the Swedish-based headquarters quite some time ago, as well as Pontiac. That was another, that was another rough one. It used to be great back in the day. Nevertheless, interesting to see that they're starting to actually sell companies back to their founders. Now, other interesting cultural news, you have Microsoft, or Xbox, taking down their Pride logo. So, previous to this year, and again, I think this year is the pivotal year where more and more people are, have seen these direct targeted advertisements as well as clothing directed at children with pride and transition and uh, transitioning clothing for children i think that's a big discrepancy you've seen this year versus last year and previous years especially the dill mulvaney incident where again a, an alcohol company shows someone whose average average audience is about 15 years old they said yep that's going to be a good um, brand ambassador let's have this person rep our piss water i mean high quality rainwater with oats Pond water? Nevertheless, they thought that was a prudent business decision. Clearly not. So previous to that, go last year, go on LinkedIn. Yeah, just owning an IT company, I spend a little bit of time in there every day. And you see traditionally every single, probably about 90 percent of businesses will change the logo on their company page to a rainbow for June for the 
from Pride Month. So all these, pretty much all these companies, especially the larger ones, they always change their logo. And on social media, it's not too much different. So Xbox is the video game company founded by Microsoft. And apparently their Twitter page, they changed the logo, which for the Xbox logo, it's a little sphere with a little X pressed into it. Makes sense, Xbox. And they had changed it for Pride Month. And it was the, I guess, it was the, not the Pride flag, it was the trans Pride flag, the, um, what's that bloody thing called? progress flag again branding is important stay consistent that's you're confusing everyone but nevertheless they changed it to that aesthetically looking it just looked it looked pretty ugly in terms of it wasn't a simple flag with the depressed x in the sphere it looked like four or five different like a ribbons around the logo with the flag colors on it so aesthetically speaking as well it was very unusual it it didn't look good aesthetically it would have been simpler if they just put the flag in the background Again, I'm not their marketing director. I'm sure they chose it for a reason, maybe. But usually they keep it the whole month within four days. They took it down and they put it original. I think this is now a sphere that's on fire with a little X pressed into it. Now, culturally speaking, this is fascinating because, again, previous years, for probably darn near a decade, they would keep that logo for about a, for the whole month. And I don't know if this is because they're seeing pushback from the consumers in the video game community and the entertainment community, but they did change it for a reason. I don't know if they were losing sales, but it's an interesting, fascinating cultural shift. As for the first time in my life, I've actually seen businesses starting to maybe move away from politics, actually just focus on building a product, which for most of history, that was their job. So it's fascinating to see that cultural shift and it'll be interesting to see how many companies follow suit and go back to that old methodology? Time shall tell. Now, going on to the politics part of the podcast, you have Oklahoma approving the country's very first public religious charter school, which is a huge achievement and a fascinating political point and a brilliant move on the chessboard for that politician. Now, a lot of people don't realize what is a charter school. Everyone, know, most people know what a public school is. If you're born in a certain area code, you go to the public school and you learn God knows what these days, not history, that's for sure. But a charter school, by definition, is a school that receives government funding but operates independently of the established state school system in which it's located. Teachers, unquote. Now, teachers unions hate that because it gives parents freedom and choice. Ironically, that's... A lot of those people also have a brave, brave, brave pro-choice, ironically enough, but that's a topic in and of itself, or for another day, perhaps. But it gives parents vouchers in which the parents get the choice to decide, where do I send my, 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 my child? Where do I want them educated? Not, oh, they're born in the zip code. They're forced to go to this school where the teachers have nice, you know, they have tenure. There's, not, there's no competition. And of course, the best results since the dawn of time is always competition, where there's two IT companies or two Italians yelling at each other over cars, famously Ferrari versus Lamborghini, the best results always brew to the surface or rise to the top through competition. And that's what charter schools introduce. It gives parents a choice to decide where they want to send their students or parents are sending their children. Granted, these days I would still highly recommend homeschooling given what people are being taught these days. Now, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Sitt when asked, he said, quote, Oklahomans support religious liberty for all and support an increasingly innovative education system that expands choice. 
Today, with the nation washing, our state showed that we will not stand for religious discrimination, unquote. Now, this is very true as more and more time goes by, the more I realize the only group you're allowed to make fun of or discriminate against in the United States these days are religious people, which is disgusting considering that's how the country was founded by religious men. And as I was referenced on all the, even your money and your wallet, it says, in God we trust. It's one of those things where a lot of people have moved away from it, sadly enough, but it's the backbone and the foundation for the United States, whether you like it or not, or, or whom ever likes it or not. If you know the difference between who and whom, let me know in the comments. I always go back and forth on which one to use grammatically speaking. Now, the legal battle over the public religious charters might reach the Supreme Court before the Oklahoma decision is challenged. So late last month, the Biden administration urged justices to deny a conservative-led petition, petition to review a North Carolina dress code that has galvanized advocates who hope to clear a path for publicly funded religious charter schools. So going into the situation, a lot of people are already speculating this is going to be challenged in the courts, as many things are, and they're going to try to argue probably the separation of church and state. But in this case, they're not controlling each other. So they're giving funding because they're, they're a school, but the government isn't telling them what to teach. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Personally, probably a pretty smart move because even Oklahoma is traditionally more conservative and school is going to be Catholic. That's a big win. So on the chessboard, makes him look good, gives parents choices. Sounds like a good political move to me. Other interesting political moves, you have Democrats using drag queens to rally 2024 voters. Now, this is thanks to a Turning Point USA independent re uh, reporting company and nonprofit, I believe. And they recorded this video where, again, this is a public area. And they have drag queen Barbara Seville, Seville over in Temple, Arizona. And this is the first pride parade calling for majority of people. Well, let me just uh, pull it up. We'll, we'll uh, go through it really quick. See here. I have to ask, I'm obligated to ask, how many of you are actually registered to vote? Are you registered? And no shame if you're not. No shame if you're not, because it's not too late to register for the next election and turn the tide of all of the hate, the anti-gay nonsense in the state house, the anti-gay nonsense in the Senate. The anti-gay nonsense in Florida, in the United States. I don't, again, I'm not seeing those laws, do you? Most people are concerned about kids going to drag shows and being groomed. I, you're not, there's really not much controversy about the other issues. Now, it should be noted that on this same stage, they have a rapper who is performing songs about gay and, I don't know, anal sex with infants in the crowd and on the stage. Is that appropriate? Well, Americans, some Americans apparently think so, and that's maybe how they'll get more votes. It's insane, it's insane. There, ins I actually do agree that if you take it out of content, content, that makes sense. This is insane. Many people agree with that, that little sentiment. Over 500 laws have been um, introduced across the country. Today, today, the anti-drag bill in Tennessee was voted unconstitutional by an appeals court. So that's pretty incredible. So p parents in Tennessee were trying to protect their kids from 
people in very scantily dressed clothing gyrating and performing sexual acts in front of the children and they they want to protect that right or rather they didn't want that to happen the opposing group wanted that um, I've had the opportunity to go downtown, to go to Phoenix, to the state capitol, and testify on behalf of drag entertainers and uh, gender expression and LGBTQ people. And, um, well, yeah, yeah. Very discriminatory. Forgot QIA. I'll let it slide, though. And, again, no, no one cares about drag shows when they're isolated and behind closed doors when children are not involved. That's where the controversy is coming into play. Many people believe there's a time and place for everything, and there's also something that used to be called child-appropriate or kid-appropriate. Those certainly are not the same reason kids don't go to strip clubs. They both wear, or rather don't wear, clothing and perform gyrating acts and sexual acts in front. It, it boggles the mind for, I would hope, more people. But can I tell you, the people that we send to those places are not exceptional people. They are not, in, they are not exceptionally smart or um, driven or talented. They... Are they talking about their group of people or the people elected? Just have one more vote than the next person. Um, and I'll tell you what, in the Senate, one party is one number ahead. One, they have one member more than the other party, and they're making all the rules. So if we could just elect one more person with views and opinions. So they have someone dressed up in a, I believe it's called, in an animal suit? Another, and more people gyrating in front of children. I mean, they've got to be under seven years old in this video. And they, yeah. Opinions and commitments to us like, uh, like some other people do. We can call the shots, and we can protect, we can protect LGBTQ youth. Oh, there's a nice little, there's a little tent for uh, Pedal Haas Brewery with uh, and there's a bunch of kids right there. We can protect trans people. We can, we can protect people of color. We can make a housing. A people of color that, that doesn't make any sense. People of color in the United States make more money. They make more money in the United States than any other country. Again, because the United States has the most opportunity for everyone. That's why it's called the land of the free. That's why people will move heaven and earth to get to the United States because there's unprecedented amounts of opportunity, whether it's just start a new business or work your way up the corporate ladder. But I don't. Priority. We can, uh, we can tackle things like guns in schools, but we can't do it unless you all get involved and register to vote. Okay, say yes, Barbara. I'm uh, actually uh, Jennifer Adams. I'm the uh, first open lesbian ever elected to city council. <laughs> Fascinating. Now, this issue has become political, so it makes sense that Democrats are calling on this to increase their voter turnout. But it also might have, this also might get Republicans to go out and vote because they oppose this. So I don't know if, the, if this is going to be a net positive for that party because they're drawing more attention to this, and I think. These older Americans or more mature Americans realize these things are not appropriate for children. And that might have the opposite effect. 
pressing me to create a political blunder of the day. But to think that that's child appropriate is beyond me. And it's ridiculous where, I mean, it's getting to the point where if you don't agree with everything now, you're, you're labeled as far right or conservative. It's just, no, I just, people should probably wear clothing in front of kids. That, that, that seems like an uncontroversial statement. Fascinating how the Overton window is shifting more and more these days. Now, going on to the political, or rather the business blunder of the day, Spotify is continuing their layoffs. So they're laying off about 2% of their employees, which case to about 200 employees. And this is part of their quote-unquote pivot in their podcasting unit. Their VP, Sahar, noted that quote, fundamental pivot from a more uniform proposition will allow us to support the creator community better, unquote. So time shall tell to see if they're able to survive the ad apocalypse, many are saying, as more and more ad companies and companies are decreasing their marketing dollars, which support basically every entertainment industry ever. No one is very few people actually paying for like YouTube premium or what is it? Spotify premium. Most people are getting the free versions. And the only reason those versions can exist is because of the advertising dollars that subsidize it. So the only reason they can even get the product out there is because people are paying to have their brands out there. And that way they can actually pay for the hosting services, the entertainment, actually pay the talent. So it'll be interesting to see, again, Spotify's losing more and more money. Maybe they need to get rid of the, I forget what the, who that Prince Harry married. I remember, what is that vulture called? I forget her name. Succubus is maybe more accurate, the uh, Megan gal. But they, they paid a lot of money to hire her. Perhaps that's the business blunder of the day. Again, because no one's ever heard of her. I, I only know that she has a podcast because I was reading the article. That seems like a big waste of money if no one, Again, it's just her and Prince Harry complaining about the paparazzi to the paparazzi. A more bizarre situation one that cannot fathom. They don't like attention, but they always want it. They always go out for more attention. So that seems like a big sunk cost. That, that's probably the business blunder of the day, them investing in her. Now, they famously invested in Joe Rogan. That was, instead of the business blunder, that's business brilliance. He is not, not just one of the big podcasters. He's the largest podcaster on the planet. He's number one. So he brings in countless marketing dollars and countless eyes and ears to actually tune in to his entertainment. So to have him as an exclusive producer on the platform, I mean, I downloaded Spotify just because he's on there. And I'm not the only person who did that. Millions more people download that app and actually set up a profile and some are even paying for the premium one because of him. So that that's a proven business decision. That's brilliant. But hiring Megan... And that's got to be the business blunder of the day. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and comment. Each one of those things greatly helps the channel out. We also greatly appreciate the feedback. Also, don't forget to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. Heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe and fight the good fight.